Welcome, Phoenix fans, to episode 13 of The Burning Bird. I'm Steve Leinert, play-by-play announcer for your Philadelphia Phoenix. I'm joined here in the Bolero in Wildwood, room 3001, for those that want to come up and say hello, especially those Phoenix players down at the Tiki Bar right now. Are we live, Steve? Are we live? We are rolling right now. Okay. We are rolling right now. We're as you, live as we've ever been. I'm just curious you know, who, people, who's going to come know. 3001. Well, no, they'll come to 3001 after listening to the podcast. Yeah. And we can record other snippets to add to the podcast after the fact because the Phoenix season is over and we can just do whatever the f- we want right now for those children that were listening. I got scolded by Jeff George for doing the Bull Durham uh, sketch in, in, on episode 12, so... Yeah, because he listens with his kids. His kids were listening, <laughs> and I was... It's one of the few times in my life where I was utterly embarrassed, and we're going to try to keep it a little cleaner here on the Burning Bear. Joined again by Alexander Shaggy Shragus. Back and as happy to be here as I've ever been. And and Harvish Huck Meta. Harvish, welcome back. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, a little cold. I don't know how cold you guys keep it in this room, but... <laughs> oh, it's frosty harvest. It's the middle of summer. It's the end of July. Last weekend, it was a 101 degrees. What is the temperature in this room right now? Can you tell me? It is 58. <laughs> Steve and I are cold hotel people. We keep yes. it cold. Yes. Well, it's funny. Uh, I, when Chili I, and Philly, as they like to say. When I worked, <laughs> when I worked with the Eagles, the, my first road trip uh, with, the, with the birds, they put me in a hotel with a guy that was the complete opposite of us he cranked the heat and it was like it was it was it was warm out and he had the heat cranked to like 85 in the room and it was uh oh jesus what was his name la rosa derek la rosa this guy just cooked everyone in the room so ever since then i vowed that when i'm in a hotel room harvest i am cranking it the opposite direction i want penguins walking into this room saying it's a little chilly in here that's Steve, what I want. Steve I think just you got bashing former Philly B writers. Oh no! Yeah. No, 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 he was actually he was, he put was, him out of roast. You know, well, hey, if you're gonna crank the heat like that, you deserve to be called <laughs> to the mat for that. Okay. All right, so let's talk a little Phoenix Ultimate Frisbee here. Uh, the end of the season proved to be somewhat dramatic, despite the fact the Phoenix did not have anything to play for except for pride. Now they went into Ottawa and they put up like like Ottawa's a good home team, man. Yeah. Ottawa the Ottawa Outlaws, I tip my cap to the Outlaws. Team. There are at least two divisions that the Ottawa Outlaws would have either made the playoffs or outright won in. It just isn't the Eastern Division. The East is totally stacked yeah. and we're finding that out that they like we are other than the South, which is and the South is top heavy, but the West like we, we found out the Growlers and the Aviators were in the playoff. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, we, we ended up like the Eastern Division champion has already been crowned. We'll get to that in a moment. But we got to unpack what the Phoenix did on the final weekend of the AUDL season this year because you know what? They, they, were, they were what? Two points away from pulling off an unprecedented Canadian sweep. And we talked about, uh, Shaggy, how tough it is for Canadian teams to come south and have success. Yeah. And how equally uh, difficult it is for uh, teams to go north and have success. The Phoenix somehow not only had that success by beating Montreal, beating Toronto 
Okay, twice this year, mind you. Yeah, on the road. To, on on the road. I mean, Historically, the hardest game anyone ever has to play is the road game in Toronto. No question about that. And for them to go to, to do what they did this year, especially with the young players they had on the field at the end of that season. Like, there were four guys that I coached at Radnor High JV that were playing for the Phoenix in that last game against the Montreal and Ottawa, one of those two games. Did you coach them not that long ago either? Uh, recent coaches, right? No, no, I haven't coached them in quite some time, but they've gotten a lot better since they've left me. Can <laughs> <laughs> you call their names out? Do you know them? By- uh, yeah, no, Jimmy yeah. Clark, Joel Prussian, uh, Greg Moeller, Paul Owens. Um, okay. And there's, there's a few of those guys that are there. I'm, I'm missing one. And uh, it's gonna, it's gonna really, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt me. And uh, well, let sure. it rankle them because they'll come up later and say, well, well, "Steve, I can't believe you forgot." Well, me. then we'll, you know, Your we'll have them. Son. We'll have them on the podcast, and they are, you know, when, when you coach these kids in high school and you see them grow to become like they, they were playing like professional ultimate man. Yeah. And like, dude, you know, there's there is part of you that says you had a little something to do with that. Like, like, let me tell you something. Some of these Radner kids, when they show up to, when they showed up, and I was their coach, I was the last person they wanted to see because I cared about <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee, and these were band people that were trying to pretty much get an extracurricular activity in on their college sco- or uh, college resume to get into a different school, and I, I like, I wanted to win, and these kids, they bought in and they loved it, and they're still playing, and I and I love watching all these old players. Uh, that I, I used to have the uh, pleasure to coach have that kind of success, and it it, stemmed, it also gets back to what the Phoenix really did this year was they transitioned from the old guard to the new guard, Harvish, and I think these young guys really have proved to a lot of people in the AUDL they opened up a lot of eyes, especially that last weekend of the season. Now, now before we get there, I just want to clear something up. It's kind of off topic, but wait, did you start the Radner team? No, not at, no, all. no not, not at all. Okay. Not, even, not even close. Oh, no, you're about to blow my mind because I did play in Pennsylvania with Frank Regional, and we did see Radner, and they were a killer team. They were very tough Rad- to beat. Radner's been a so, traditionally good squad. I was just curious uh, if you, if Steve was behind that, you know. Well, all right, well I'll tell yeah. you what. We'll break a little news right now on the Burning Bird. Oh, boy. We're is break- it high school ultimate news? It is high school ultimate news. The best kind of news. It's why people tune into the Burning Bird. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a new, there's a new head coach for Radner High School starting at the end of uh, August. And, in, and it, I'm very happy to say that I get the opportunity to take over from Mark Carnaccio my good friend, and uh, I get to coach Radner this upcoming season again, and I'm looking very forward to working with my good friend Mike Yonda and uh, continuing Radner's successful history of uh, really strong ultimate. Uh, so anyway, getting back to the Phoenix, though, hey, these young guys, they wanted these young guys to step up and play to see what they had, and they showed some real moxie. I mean, even Evan Lepler has, has taken notice, Shaggy. I mean, what have, you seen, what have you seen from these young guys? Well, first of all, I said on the previous pod that we did that I wanted to see something crazy from the young dudes. I wanted to see, like, eight assists from Dylan Smith and three blocks from Connor Boyle. Apparently, Connor Boyle listened to that <laughs> podcast on the way up to Canada. He didn't hear the part where I said I want to see a crazy defensive game from him. He was unbelievable. He had, like, six assists in, in those two games. That was amazing. Also, part of the thing was about a young team is that it's hard to stay focused on that road trip. It's not just that it's hard to go to Canada or come from Canada to the States. Only one team this whole year has won both road 
both road games. If they had to play two road games the same weekend, it was just New York on their Canada trip. No other team in the whole league has done it. It's extremely difficult, and it's hard to stay focused. And I think for the team to... I thought they were going to be able to be more focused against Montreal for various for a variety of reasons, but to lose in the manner that they lost, which is a one-point game to Ottawa, and then turn around and beat Montreal and gut out a truly impressive victory, that's something that... Look, these, these kids might be kids, they might be young, but that takes heart and that takes grit and that takes like a, a type of mental fortitude and strength that there's credit to be given to the coaches and there's a lot of credit to be given to these kids. Because that's like, they might be 22, 23 years old, but that's the kind of stuff that you get from like, you know, 80-year-old generals on the battlefield. Well, I mean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if Harvish was with us. Uh, when we had the Sands brothers on, it might have been one of your no, early podcasts. I was there. I was you there. were there. I was there. Like one of the most impressive things, and like when teams adopt certain mentalities, and it takes hold, you can really see it, right? As especially as somebody that like coaches, like not just ultimate but other sports as well, you can see when something special is developing. And when the Sands brothers came on the Burning Bird, and they said that like you know what they're just playing against a bunch of guys. In shirts and shorts, um, I, I, like we we kind of joked about it at the time, but really the team adopted that and they took it serious. And 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 man, they they really, you know, to to and I, I tip my cap to them. They played everyone like that. They played every single team like they were just playing a bunch of guys in shirts and shorts. And even New York had trouble with them and. Their four and eight record, which they finished with this year, it it, it belies uh, the effort and the the accomplishment that the team had this year, in my opinion. And like you know what, as somebody that's been around the Phoenix since pretty much the second year they've been in existence, this was really something special to see. And I think the Phoenix are set up for the future in in, in a way they haven't been for quite some time. So I'm curious because I feel like I had every Phoenix season since, you know, 2015 or 16, let's say, saying, oh man, the Phoenix were so close this year. They're really set up for the future. What do you, like, I definitely said that last year. I definitely said that the year before. What do you, what do you need to see next year in, or, or I guess in the off season to convince you that the Phoenix are ready to take the next step next season or is it bring back certain people from the roster is it like a <coughs> a management decision like because i don't know i'm worried that every year we say that and every year no this this year was different this year was different you so know? in what way what do you mean look look we just what made this trip so impressive this weekend trip where they almost beat ottawa it was one point away overtime you had a chance to tie it and go to overtime they beat montreal in overtime what made double it so impressive double overtime what made it so they impressive time out of <laughs> that, that was you know that throw that throw Greg Martin threw to Arcada to win that game against Montreal. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Harvish. Yeah. I apologize completely. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like Mike Arcada caught that disc two yards outside the end zone and vaulted himself into the goal. I hope, <laughs> I hope. to make sure that they won that game. That was like I never saw Mike Arcada make a more athletic play in my life. And the boys, the, the, he's done some stuff around me, man. And uh, I hope Greg Martin stays healthy for the rest of his life. Man, I'm serious. Greg Martin and Billy Sickles are are some. Really good old. No, Harvest, let, me, Harvest, let me go I, back. Let me go Harvest, back, though. Harvest, I'm sorry. What made it so impressive was they didn't have Billy Sickles. No, they didn't I have those that. patrol players on no, this weekend. No, I know that. That's know what that. makes it different this year. They beat Toronto without big names. I was just they saying, beat 
gone through with depth and that's what I see next year. Next year, I'm seeing improvements. I say, hey, we have this depth in Philadelphia now. We can now beat teams. We're close. We're right there. And next year, I definitely see us in top three making playoffs no matter what because our team has proven it. We've got some major wins on our team and this team, this season wasn't a throwaway. We have some redeeming qualities this season. Again, the, Toronto, the two Toronto wins are huge. That's what defines this season. We never won against Toronto. We beat them twice this year. We swept them for the first time in ODL history. The only team. The only team. Only team. Who do we push well, out? Toronto, New York, or Toronto. DC? Toronto. We push out Toronto. I think, push out Toronto. I, think, I think DC will get better, but I think Toronto took a really big step back this year. And you know what? We're going to get to it, but they didn't, make, they didn't beat New York this year. So No, they did not beat New York this year. Not, not even close. And DC, DC gave New York better games well, than Toronto gave New York. Before we move on to those playoffs there, Harvest, I think you... You, you said something very poignant there, which is, is rare, and I want to highlight it. I'm only kidding. That's right. cold. I know. That was harsh. That it's was as cold as the room. That was harsh, yeah. It's oh, a, what did I say? Like, what did I say, Tom? Although, 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 although Shaggy did give Harvish his blankie that he's had since he was three, and Harvish looks so right. comfy. They've cut each other hair. We have a true bromance developing here on the Burning Bird, and I'm on the outside looking in, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, Steve, you, you need hair first. Blanket, you cool. need hair, then we can do this, okay? All right, so anyway, back to Harvish. <laughs> <laughs> I cut your beard. I have hair. I have hair in certain places, Harvest, mainly my chin. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Harvest, you, you said that the Phoenix won with depth, and that's something not many other teams can say. And I think that that to me, to answer your question, Shaggy, is is that's the difference between this year and and, and previous years. Like let's say, let's say in a. In, in a worst-case scenario world, Sean Mott gets wooed elsewhere and isn't on the Phoenix next year. It would be upsetting. That would be upsetting. But it would be way more upsetting in previous seasons where after this season you're you're almost a little bit easier. You're almost a little bit more like, hey, you know what? Maybe of all seasons this is the one where we can take a terrible hit like that and still be okay. And that depth is no. All right, all right. Maybe Sean Mott is a the, maybe, cap, no. the captains is that weekend really did a good job. No, the, Deli, uh, Himalaya, Himalaya, Himalaya was absolutely a stud. Mott was absolutely amazing. I I'm, I'm not. I don't want to lose Mott. I'm not trying to push Mott out the door. But I don't think that if 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 something catastrophic like that came down, it wouldn't be nearly as terrible to the organization. As it is, as it would have been in previous years. That's all I'm saying. Is it still catastrophic? Yes, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Nobody wants to lose Sean Mott. He's the face of the, of the franchise. But I mean, and and deservedly so. But I mean, uh, like the, the depth of this team this year impressed me uh, uh, in, a, in a in a tremendous way, and I'm more looking forward to the future for the Phoenix than I have in previous years. And if you're not looking at things that same way, um, you're not looking at the direction. This team is upward trending right now, and it is uh, it is finally it is it is about time. And uh, I want to I want to see what this team can do going forward. I know we're talking so, about Mott, but as our season kind of kind of finishes up in a bow tie, we should know that Mott leads in D's, offensive efficiency, and points played all season. And the only person other person that leads in offense. It's Himalaya, and that's the reason because of that is he's mod through him a disc 
like uh, 50 times this, that weekend. Mott also okay. leads in minutes played. Of and course. the minutes played statistics for this team are crazy. So what I think is interesting, and I agree with you, but I was hesitant about it, is that if you look at the games played, only two players on the team played every game this season. It was only Sean Mott and Mike Arcata. The only players that were at every single game. And I think that next year we're going to see these players who went to all the practices, who went on these candidate trips, who are in these games where the Phoenix had to reach deep down into their souls and pull out victories, guys like Connor Boyle and Dylan Smith, I think we're going to see them take a more forward role in the roster. And I think that having seen their development come through a Phoenix system is something that will cause us, that will give us the greatest chance of success. Because they're not players that we developed elsewhere and brought into our system. Mike Arcata and Sean Mott, who are amazing, are not Phoenix players. They're, they're not. They're other players that the Phoenix have brought in and, and are committed to the Phoenix in a way that like we're lucky to have them. And I think we're about to see a new generation of Phoenix players who are committed to the Phoenix because they're, they're Phoenix players. I think that is a really big deal. I think it's a really well, big deal. and then I'll tell you one, one last thing about Sean Mott before we move on to the playoffs. God, he was so good this season. Well, 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 here's the deal. Whatever Phoenix, whatever the Phoenix is lacking, they can take Sean Mott and plug him into that role, and he'll fill it to the mm. T. He's a superstar. Like, what, no, he's he, – well, he's – he's. I mean, he can be that offensive handler. He can be the guy that goes deep. He can be the shutdown defender. He can do, he can do everything, and – the Phoenix is frankly very lucky to have him on the team. I hope he stays in a Phoenix uniform. I mean, for it's much more comforting seeing him at the end of the season. Remember the first two, three weeks, we were like, "Where's Mott?" <laughs> remember, uh, the, remember those weeks? Yeah, well, he was getting comfortable, and he yeah. he let loose the second half of the season. Oh, yeah. I think that all star really game. It on. I think that all star game did wonders for him. But yeah. uh, and then, so let's talk about the ADL playoffs here real quick. Um, we have we, we we had DC and Toronto play each other in the two three game winner to face. New York at uh, Joseph Facina Stadium in New Rochelle, New York. Uh, Toronto, come out as the three seed, came out and beat the. No, no, Toronto was yeah. the two seed. Toronto was the two seed because they yeah. won that game. They won the DC, game. They won the game against. Which DC. we said that was going to decide it. That was going to decide it. Yeah. And they, but they played on a neutral field, I believe. It wasn't in Toronto. No, it was in Toronto. Uh, DC traveled to Canada. And lost. Oh, I thought it was in a. And I, th- I'm, I thought it was a neutral field. Harvish, check your. Uh, yeah, I'll check, check, I'll check the it. notes out yeah. there while we're while we're still talking. But um, either way, which one? The regular season game or the playoff game? Not a playoff game. I thought the playoff game was in a neutral field. Um, that, I could be highly mistaken. It wouldn't be the first time on the Burning Bird that I've been <laughs> completely wrong. Uh, but um, anyway, but we're, I mean, no surprises out of the East. Um, with New York, uh, yeah. with the, well, well, Toronto beating DC. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was in Toronto. In which case, you, I would say it was not a surprise. Okay, that's that's not a surprise, and especially when uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a little surprised. I mean, Daryl Stanley was a little preoccupied with the U24 team for USA Ultimate and didn't really wasn't really there for the, uh, the the a lot of the breeze season and I wonder how that impacted them especially come playoff time 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing it right here. I think it wasn't Josephine F. Facina. No, 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 no. The Toronto, no, the Toronto New York game was at Joseph Facina. Well, the DC Toronto game was also. I think it was also. Oh, no, oh, so it was at New York, which is a so neutral field. It was a neutral field, which would make sense because the winner would play the next day exactly. at the same spot. So it, it cut down on the travel. So there you go. Toronto played uh, DC in New York. Why did they do that? That's. That's well, a huge leg up for New York. Um, that's uh, really crummy. Well, that's... that's the other the other divisions space it out, right? Indy's uh, playing Pittsburgh this weekend. Indy's playing Pittsburgh this weekend, so they space it out. And uh, in the West, it's only the top two. And in the South, it's only the top two. Look, Steve Hall, if you're listening, please email me. I have a lot of thoughts about how the East shook out this year. Uh, I'd love to... I don't know. Bend your ear to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Hall, please contact Alexander Shregas at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, and and actually, hey, you know what, fans? Don't be afraid to email him either. Alexander Shregas yeah. at gmail.com. Also, <laughs> if you have any questions, please tweet them at Burning Bird Podcast. At Burning Bird Podcast, which, by the way, we can you can subscribe for free now on iTunes. You can get the Burning Bird, right? Is that is that is that what I'm is that what I'm to know? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. If we're worming our way into your little earbuds. If you're not listening to The Burning Bird, you're just not trying. You're not trying. No one has ever accused anybody of trying those <laughs> All right, so, and then, and then uh, L.A., San Diego. Yeah. San Diego won, right? Yes. So they are in the. the, Well, we got a fifty-fifty shot here. I am. I am again. Wildwood Bolero, ten o'clock Friday night. Facts are just getting in the way of good stories at this juncture, ladies and gentlemen. If you've never been to Wildwood and you've never stayed at the Bolero, you you have not lived. I'm gonna take this moment. I'm gonna take this moment to to squat on my pedestal and say a few things about the ADO. Uh, the Western Division did not impress me this year. San Diego won. San Diego won. We're right. I'm just trying San to stop. Diego! I'm checking. We need to get this right. Go the ahead. Western Sorry, Division Shani. did not impress me. I spent the beginning. You know what Ron Burgundy said oh, about San goodness. Diego? Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I really been this year watching a lot of Western ADL games. I did not think the quality of play was that high. They definitely have the top end talent to surprise and impress. There's no doubting the talent of the players there. I just thought they, it didn't look like they. Really cared. They played no defense out there. Yeah, so not even a lick. Whatever. If they're going to continue to play no defense, I, I'm just not that concerned with whoever's coming out of the West. I, I thought that the Midwest was also fairly sloppy this season. Look, at the very beginning of the year, I was down on Madison. I was. I might have been the only person in the whole world that was down on Madison, yes. but I was right. They you were right on. They pooped you the were bed. Spot on. They pooped the bed. If you're listening, we're uh, not allowed Jeff to. Christina's well, children. make sure the children. The, the, Think of the children, Chase. Pooped the bed. <laughs> okay. And look, that division had some crazy results. Everybody like, poops. What was it? Minnesota <laughs> lost to Indy 13-11. That's not a real ADL score. So I thought that a couple of the, the, the divisions this season looked relatively weak compared to the, to the East and the South, which the South was a barn burner in the beginning, and the, and the, top, the top level of those teams were really high. And the East was crazy and in the east the schedule broke so that toronto and new york only played each other once new york didn't have to travel to toronto that's that's insane well it's just it's an interesting way to make to build the schedule and toronto got their game 
in Madison, which I or in Toronto against Madison, which I get that everyone thinks is like everyone thought at the beginning of the year, except for me, was it was a cakewalk. But it was, it was a cakewalk. They they torched them. So I think that the the way that the schedule broke this year, the East and the South had the hardest divisions and the hardest schedules. So you so we can all agree that New York and the winner of Raleigh Dallas will play for the AEDL championship in uh, and on the Sunday of finals weekend. Is that the way the bracket works out, or do they have to meet in semis? No, no. They, uh, I, I, I do believe by record, um, I, I believe San Diego's third, and in the Indy Pittsburgh winner would be the fourth seed. Yeah. So then New York would play the Indy Pittsburgh winner, and San Diego would get the Raleigh Dallas uh, winner. So on our first ever podcast, I thought it would be New York over Raleigh in the championship game, and I'm sticking to my prediction. You know, New York, you know, it's Raleigh, right? It's not if you're it's from not Connecticut. Raleigh. No, from Connecticut it is. You're putting in the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. New York over Raleigh. <laughs> I'm going to do it phonetically. New York over Raleigh in... Um, Raleigh. New York over Raleigh in the championship game. That, that was my they already won against them once, season. though, right? They already got them. Yeah, they won against them once in Raleigh. So, yeah. You know what? I think my Flyers... I think my Raleigh Flyers are going to... I would love that. I would love if New York thing. lost. Uh, I love if New York didn't I have a perfect record. You think it's going to be Raleigh over New York? Perfect. Rally. It'd be perfect. Now you have me saying it. It's Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> we have Raleigh. Raleigh, Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh, Raleigh, man. I, how how, that, how great would that be? You, you know, I mean, uh, no, that I mean, 19-1 with the Patriots was pretty bad. It's when the they, same, though. 19-1, 14-1 is the same. Oh, man, that was, I don't know, the Patriots one was really tasty. That was really sweet. And it'll was, be, I'm an Eagle fan. It'll be on Justin. <laughs> it'll be on Justin. The Giants won that game, and I was like, oh, yeah, you never rooted more for the Giants ever. Just as many people will be watching. It'll be on just as grand a stage, and it will be just as embarrassing if New York loses to Raleigh. But I don't think that's going to happen. Man, I think it'll be absolutely epic. Maybe... Do I sense a a, a a burning bird bet? Perhaps if the two teams, if they, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we will have to uh, figure out. Um, uh, wow, I thought somebody terms. was going. Yeah, we'll figure out terms. Steaks. Yeah, but uh, ooh, steaks is good. I like steaks. Oh, it's a steak steak. Ooh, we'll ooh, talk off here, but I think food. we're gonna have right. a very special guest on the podcast next week. Just not to give you guys all our secrets, but we may have a very special guest next week. And we may have to rope him into this bet. Okay, I mean, like, you know, but I, 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 I do believe, man. I, I mean, I, 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 I love my Raleigh Flyers, man. Yeah. Would you I eat really... a steak that I cooked? <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. I mean, like you. Not, uh, I'm a great I, cook, but Steve doesn't know that, so don't. Tell I, him. I don't know that, and uh, <laughs> frankly, I'm highly skeptical. <laughs> um, all right. Well. Uh, well, yeah, I th- I think you know what. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm liking the Raleigh Flyers to beat the New York Empire on finals. They're gonna up. They're they're gonna they're gonna knock off. What the if those two teams don't meet? What well, is it? What's yeah, the, they had the rally has lost. What is it? Three, four in a row against Dallas in the playoffs. They yeah, really Dallas yeah. has had their number the last few years. Raleigh wasn't there last year. Um, yeah, no, Dallas, because Dallas beat them. Dallas Dallas has beat them consistently. I I think this is the year for the Raleigh Flyers. I think it would be really great to see. And you know what? They deserve it. And I I think of more than any franchise at this point. I mean, you know what? They're more of a team. Yeah. You know, and 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 New York seems like a. I mean, they're they're a team, and they've come together throughout the year. But but it it's not like Raleigh's been building for years. 
yeah. as a team. It's a whole program. And, and it's all North Carolina dudes. And uh, Noah Saul, uh, Bailey's oldest son, former broadcaster for the Phoenix, he's the captain of the uh, of the Flyers. Uh, ben Dieter, old X-ray, used to play for the Flyers. I uh, I have a lot of respect for that team. Uh, Mike Denardis is coach. Um, if anybody can figure out the Empire, and like I, like I've been trying to point out to you guys, the Empire been playing with fire. You know, like you know they've been they've been like you know pulling out these games that they're falling behind at the in the third quarter. Yeah, they've been depending on their stars. That's what they've right. been doing. They've and, been, and, and it's they haven't actually been playing ultimate. They've been chucking in the air, and hopefully and someone comes down with it. You know, they're and, gonna give you a chance though, and, yeah. and nothing else. Give the other team a chance. And, oh, yeah. and there was something about Jeff Babbitt. He was limping off AA Garth Wade Stadium when the Phoenix played uh, their last home game against him, uh, and uh, he he took a beating. And he took a beating in the uh, in the game prior against the Raleigh Flyers. Oh yeah, he, and got, he got injured on that last play. He got injured on a play where he got the sick D in the end zone. And it was the play I, of the game. Uh, it was the play. <laughs> of the game. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, but I I, I just think the Flyers might have enough to figure it out this year, man. And I think it will be really fun to see. Huck, what do you think? I think I, I think New York's going to win the game because they've won against the Flyers already in – I'm confused. Is it Raleigh? Raleigh? What, what, Raleigh. What, what, Raleigh. No, no, no. Say what your heart says. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your haircut guy teach you how to talk. I mean – you well, gotta listen I to think, your I barber. You listen to your barber before you listen Raleigh. to the old dude yelling at you in the whole room and wild. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tackle you in a minute and a half. I'm telling you right now. Oh, Jackie and I are gonna be sharing a bedroom this evening here, Wildwood. So this is gonna be an interesting night if this is the way things are gonna continue to go, Jackie. Were you gonna unplug? But you didn't. You, you, you didn't. You didn't let. You didn't let Harvest answer his question. What do you think, Harvest? You didn't let Harvest answer his question. Oh my god! New York wins it. I think New York wins it. It will be very sweet if they lost the last game. Any chance Indy Pittsburgh winner or San Diego win the AUDL championship this year? No, I think Pittsburgh's going to make it far though. I think Pittsburgh's actually going to beat Indy. Pittsburgh's going to beat Indy. Yes, I, I think they're a new upcoming team. I think they have. Games under their belts, wins under their belts that count. I think they're really going to take it to Indy and beat them uh, this weekend. Wow. Now, Indiana. the West, I agree with Shaggy. The West, uh, not that good. Iffy, yeah. yeah. I think they've never been that good. Come on. Well, Raleigh, if, if whoever plays the, the, the Growlers... Like let like I don't know I don't know what the over under is, but it, it, it should be seventy. Yeah, <laughs> the growlers are going to score points. The growlers are going to score points, but they're not going to play a lick of defense, man. And that game is going to be like 33-31. You know, yeah. um, I am going to watch that game. That'll be super exciting. Well, and uh, we have a, a Dallas uh, Raleigh tomorrow night for the uh, uh, yeah. South and. And then we have uh, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis uh, for the uh, Midwest uh, Championship. And we'll, the, the, the winners will be going to San Jose for finals weekend. And that is always a, a, a fun time. We're supposed to uh, say something positive about AUDL TV. I would suggest talking about how 
awesome the play-by-play announcer for the Phoenix was this year. But if you guys want to go in a different direction, that's fine. Yeah, I might get to that. So, <laughs> look, if you guys loved watching the Phoenix this season, if you love watching ADL games, head on over to ADL.TV and get yourself a subscription. We have the full catalog of all the ADL games this season. That's really exciting. And the teams are going to be putting out special content throughout the year. There's a lot of cool stuff that the Phoenix are working on. Phoenix directed, produced, created content. It's really exciting. It's going to be really cool. So head on over to AUDL.TV, pick up a subscription for yourself, and you're going to get some really cool stuff in the offseason. Can they also watch the playoffs and... Yeah, that's true. You're going to get all the playoff games. Yeah, so keep your subscriptions then. Yeah, 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 definitely keep your subscriptions for for that. And uh, like like Shaggy's saying, some of this content is going to be really cool. It's going to be different. It's going to be... uh, It's it's not going to be like anything else other sports are doing. And uh, it's it's going to be really uh, it's going to be really something else to to watch. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, Harvest, you got anything else you would like to add? No, to I got nothing else. I'm, I'm pretty cold though. I mean, this blankie's a little helping, but you got a little blankie, yeah, blankie yeah. warm, nice yeah, little blankie. Bit. It's called the orange blankie. Picked it up on a ski trip when I was three years old. It was cold, and it's served me well ever since. Serving me well now. Orange blankie. It's B A L N K I E. Orange spelled like how you think it's spelled. The color? Well, we will. We will. <laughs> as, as, the blanket is barely orange, too. As you can see, Wildwood is in full swing. Uh, well, who's not at Wildwood? Let's. Uh, who's who's not here? Well, and actually, that will. Connor Boyle. Connor Boyle's not here. Actually, he's on my team. He's not here. Yeah. Actually, I like to. I like to bring a little bit of uh, just a. It's a, not 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 anywhere near humorous, uh, but our, our Pata Frisbee in general in Wildwood has lost a friend this past uh, week. Dave Bosher passed away, so uh, I'd like to dedicate this to my buddy Dave Bosher. Um, he was a huge Ultimate fan, a huge Wildwood fan, and uh, he is uh, sorely missed. And uh, he wouldn't want us to be anywhere else but here at Wildwood. So anyway, um, for Harvest Meta. For Alexander Shaggy Shragus, I'm Steve Leiner. We'll see if we can find other people to splice in on the back end of this burning bird. But if not, thank you for listening. We'll see you episode 14 next week before the finals weekend occurs. Thank you for joining us. I'm Steve Leiner. Thank you for listening to the burning bird.